welcome back to season two of the Elevate podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If these episodes have brought you any value, I gratefully value your like, share, or review. I am Tyler Johnson, your host, and to get season two in motion, my guest is two-time Super Bowl champion, playing in the NFL for 15 years. He was part of the only wide receiver trio in NFL history to secure 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns apiece in a season in 2004. He was a fourth-round pick from Louisiana Lafayette. If you're in the Denver area, you can hear him talk football on 104.3 The Fan in the afternoons. And he's just an all-around fun guy. Let's welcome to the show Brandon Stokely. Let's get busy, yeah. Who's with me? All these lights and they all so pretty. Just one night to live like kids. What is your greatest memory as an athlete, man? You've had a lot of them. What is the one that sticks out to you the most? I think the one for me would have to be Super Bowl 35. And my second year in the NFL, I never imagined being able to play in a Super Bowl. And then to be in that moment and um, catch a touchdown was, was you know, kind of the uh, icing on the cake. Uh, but obviously, we won the football game, and that was the most important thing. Uh, but like I said, being able to contribute and have a few catches and catch a touchdown there, my family was sitting right in that end zone. Um, and then afterwards, you know, you're celebrating with your teammates and you realize, man, I just won a Super Bowl. Um, I just never could imagine really playing in the NFL, but then on top of it, being on the biggest stage in a Super Bowl and contributing to a win. And then, um, afterwards you're just sitting in a, in a big old tent, the, the, the celebration, uh, the party afterwards and got a big table and all my family's there. I got my dad on one side, my grandfather on the other side, my sisters, um, and uh, it was just um, one of those things where you just look around and you just know um, how unique and great uh, that time is. And you're just spending it with the ones that you love and the ones that have just supported you all along. And there they are. And uh, it, was, uh, it was something else. And I still just think about that moment and just kind of pinch myself that I was able to win a Super Bowl. Right on, man. No doubt. Um, did Ray Lewis tear up the dance floor that night? Uh-huh. I don't remember who the dancers were uh, that <laughs> night. It certainly wasn't me. I can tell you that. Uh, okay. Um, but it was fun. It, it was it was a it was a great time. And uh, like I said, to, to be able to spend that with with your teammates walking around, seeing them and yeah. celebrating, but also your family members. So yeah, uh, you know, you talked about the you know celebrating with the teammates there. You had a lot of great teammates. Uh, I have a hypothesis how this answer might go, but is there a teammate <laughs> that uh, elevated your your game? Uh, more than others you think you know where this one's going i've interviewed other people that played with peyton so <laughs> throw me a curveball let's go <laughs> i wish i could no i had a lot of great teammates but um none none like peyton not even yeah. close um he's one of a kind his his work ethic his drive his determination um was was like uh, that of, of no one else that i've been around and he held himself to a higher standard he asked people to work really really hard harder than you thought you you yeah. could work and 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 you know spend extra time and um sacrifice a lot uh he asked that of you but he did more than he would ask you to do and so his commitment uh to just uh being great and 
uh, leaving no gray area out. That was the thing about him. He didn't want any gray area. Well, I thought you were going to do this. Well, maybe you were going to do that. No, there was none of that with him. It was like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And if it was wrong, it was going to get corrected. It wasn't one of those things that he would just let slide by. And then you'd go out on the practice field and you would just uh, work it and rep it over and over and over again. So, you know, when the lights came on, it was second nature. Um, mm -hmm. But but his standard was, was so high. Um, and uh, he held himself to uh, that standard. And he held everybody else to it also. Is it to kind of follow that up, you hear that level of accountability that he pushes with, with his teammates and his teams. Um, there's a lot of athletes that want that accountability from their teammates but don't know how to go about it. What, what allowed Peyton the bandwidth to do that? Well, obviously, he was a great football player. Right. So he was already <laughs> a leader by being great. And so people looked up to him in that regard. Um, and I think certainly that helps. Uh, but also, people just saw his determination and what he was doing. He wasn't, like I said, he wasn't asking you to do anything that he wasn't doing, uh, you know, tenfold. Uh, so he, he was that guy that would be there, you know, first in the morning, last to leave. And, um, you know, and, and sometimes you got to rub people the wrong way. That's just, that's just how it is, you know. Won't make Some everyone happy serve ice cream, right? That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So sometimes you got to rub people the wrong way, uh, but that's just what is what it is. And if you know Peyton, um, you didn't take it personal. You, you knew it's all about trying to win. Um, yeah. There was no hidden agendas for him. It was trying to win. It was trying to be great. And, um, and, and, and you know, it, he, he, he walked that fine line. He was such a great leader. Um, he always made sure to go out of his way to, you know, whether it was a new guy or sitting at different tables and uh, getting the guys together during training camp to go to the bar and hey, hang out when we had some free time, just that camaraderie. Um, so, he, so he had that um, – he, he knew how to handle different guys and he knew how to navigate different circles. And, and like I said, he, he wasn't, just, it wasn't just, just hard on you all the time. Um, there was a, a fun side to him also, and, and, and so – he was able to navigate those waters like like um, nobody I've ever seen. Good stuff. Um, going back to you, um, coming out of what they would you know call maybe a, a smaller Division One school, being drafted. What was the first thing you felt like you had to prove when you you got into camp and coming in, coming into the league? I just wanted to prove that I belonged, that I could play, um, and that um, you know I was just going to work hard and just try to do whatever it took to help the team win and be a good teammate, really, and just, um, you know, just kind of stay to myself and tried to earn the veterans and the older guys' respect by just how I worked and how I went about my business. And um, I, I think um, that, for me, was, was the main thing. It was just, uh, just working hard, just going sure. in there, grinding, working hard, and, and showing everybody, hey, this, this is just who I am, and, uh, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to, to be a good teammate and to help this team, this organization, uh, be successful. Tremendous. Um, you were, uh, a multi-sport athlete. You're standout at, you know, not just football. Uh, dad was a coach as well, I believe. And, uh, what do you think some kids are missing these days when it comes to specializing in sports too early or, or being a, a single sport high school star? Well, I, I think, um, first of all, it's, it's just fun to interact with just different people. 
you know, when you're playing different sports, you're interacting with a lot of different people and um, you're figuring out how to um, like just, just know different guys and how to navigate and, and work with different, uh, you know, different, different guys, uh, yeah. you know, that you didn't play football with or you didn't play basketball with that maybe you're on the baseball team. So different personalities. And um, so, and, and also I think when you, when you see the specialization uh, that um, younger and younger now in, into one sport, um, I think you see injuries um, yeah. a lot more so than, than what we saw say when we were growing up um, because you know, you're just doing one movement over and over and over and over and over again. You're not getting a lot of other movements. Um, so I think, um, and, and I hate it for the kids. I do. Um, and I think it's, well, you gotta look at the parents. You look at the parents because they look yeah. at, you know, they look at the Bryce Harpers and the Tiger Woods and they say, yeah. I want my kid to be the best, you know, 10 year old baseball player. So they play year round baseball or the best 10 year old basketball player. And then I think kids get worn out. And, um, and I think kids injuries, you see a lot more and more because of the specialization, but I, I blame the parents and it's just kind of where we've yeah. gone as a society and there's really no turning back. Um, but I encourage kids to play as many sports as possible. Obviously, you know, I played three sports in high school for two out of my four years, my freshman year, and my senior year. And um, I've just played basketball and baseball my other two years. Uh, but I, I you know, as many sports as you can play. Uh, but it is. It's harder and harder uh, these days to do it. And so um, there's, there's really no right answer because I don't think you can play three sports in high school anymore. Not if you're playing at a highly competitive um, high school. It's just, it's just so hard to do. It really is. And it, sure. with school the way it is, and, um, uh, it's, just, it's just a tough thing to do. So, um, yeah. But but as much as much as you can play, um, I say do it, especially early on. Play, play a lot of sports growing up, and um, nobody cares if you're the best eight year old uh, <laughs> baseball or basketball player. Um, that's that's not going to really usually get you anywhere. Play a lot of sports, have fun, enjoy it, and then you know as you get closer to high school, I think kids will kind of determine uh, which way they want to go. You, uh, if you didn't catch that in that answer, Brandon, you did not play high school football your sophomore and junior year, right? <laughs> That's right. I stopped playing football. I played quarterback, um, and um, I couldn't throw the ball 20 yards. We ran the option. I was okay. five, four, 115, five, 415 pounds going into my sophomore year of high school, and um, I just didn't like it very much at that time, and I just wanted to play basketball and baseball. So I decided to, to quit football and play basketball and baseball. And we ended up getting a new coach uh, before my junior year, put in a wide open spread offense, which back then was like, what? Yeah. You're going to throw the ball, you know, 75% of the plays. And uh, he asked me to come back off, come back out for football my senior year and try play receiver. And, um, and like you said earlier, my dad was a football coach. So I grew up around football and, and playing receiver was just natural for me. So I said, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Thank goodness I did. It's worked out pretty well. <laughs> no doubt. Um, it did work out well, but not without overcoming uh, adversity and things like that. I mean, probably the, the feeling from being overlooked at times to being released to surgeries to injuries. Um, what helped you overcome some of those adversities in football and, and maybe also just in life? Well, um, well, in football, I just love to compete. And obviously some of those surgeries were, were really tough and I had my first surgery my junior year in college at tore my ACL. And, and, and back then in 97, 1997, it wasn't um, as normal as it, as it is yeah. now. 
And so that was when I was really hoping to get the scouts' attention. And, um, and, and I started hearing from different people about po possibly playing in the NFL. And I said, wow, that would be really cool. And then I tore my ACL. And then now so you have all that. You feel like it's just uh, gone. And you don't know if you'll ever be able to play again. So, um, but I just, I just love to compete. And, you know, whatever it is, if, it, if it's a surgery, okay, I'm going to come back better than what I was before. And you try to turn a negative into a positive um, because yeah. in sports like football, you know, I've had a, a Liz Frank foot surgery, Achilles shoulder surgery. Uh, you're going to have your ups and your downs. You're going to win a Super Bowl, and then you're going to have times where you struggle. And I've had all of that where yep. years have just been brutal, whether it be just getting injured um, and, and not being able to stay healthy or just not playing as good as I, sh I think I should have. So, but that's life. And, and I think um, when you look back on those times and circumstances, it makes you stronger. It makes you tougher. And, and uh, so when I was going through that ACL, my junior year college, I mean, that was the last thing, that obviously, that I wanted to do. And it was so hard and difficult. But, um, you know, I, I, I looked at it and, and tried to come out better for it. And now looking back, it, it made me a better person. Every surgery and every adversity I went through has made me a better person, a better man. And um, so – that's life, though. You know, life is, is tough. And yeah. it's full of, full of ups and downs and adversity, just like sports are. So I think uh, when you look at – when you go through those tough times, you gotta, you got to know it will get better. And you got to uh, meet it head on and, and take it and turn it into a positive. Great advice. Take the negative, turn it into a positive. Um, one of the positive things you've done is, is use your platform, uh, you know, beyond the football to do some charity work. I know you especially have done some amazing things for veterans and their families. Um, one, could you talk about that a little bit? And then uh, what lesson did you, have you learned or can you share with athletes just to, to be involved and give back to their communities? Yeah, I love working with the veterans. And, and when I played in the NFL and during training camp, we would have some of the veterans come out and, and just be out there and watch practice. And uh, that was always the highlight of my training camp was get to see those guys and just thank them for, for their service and all that they've sacrificed for us. And, and now since I've been retired, I've been able to work with um, different groups and, and have them out to, to Broncos training camp. And um, so that's always such a treat for the players um, and myself uh, to see, you know, their reaction and, and just, um, our veterans and, and how much they appreciate it and just uh, to be out there for one day and, and get to meet the, uh, you know, Von Millers and, and, and guys like that. He do such, such great things in the community. Um, but so for me, it's, it's been wonderful just to partner with them and um, be able to give back because they've sacri sacrificed so much for, for, for all of us. And yep. um, I think uh, when you look at, at athletes nowadays, they, there's, there's so many that do so many great things in the community. Um, and, and, and make such a huge impact. Um, so um, it, it makes you feel good about yourself, that, you, that you're making a difference. And I think organizations and sports leagues across the, the country um, make it a priority. I know here locally in Denver, the, the Broncos are great with uh, making it um, no a big point uh, of, of what they want to do and give back. And, and you see the impact that it has on kids. And you know, I remember growing up and, and looking up to athletes and uh, if you ever got to meet one or talk with one, the impact that it made on me as a just a young kid. And so I, I'll never forget that. And so for me, I always try to, you know, just just leave um, a lasting impression, a good impression on, on a kid and, and make a kid's day or or anybody else that, that you can help along the way. 
I know through uh, seeing you coach a little bit last fall, you do leave some good lasting impressions on young men. Um, they enjoy you. Um, if you could get in a DeLorean and go back and visit 16-year-old Brandon, uh, what piece of advice on, on your journey to becoming a world champion and a father and husband, um, what piece of advice would you give 16-year-old self? Enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. You know, the ups and the downs and, um, you know, life's not perfect. Sports aren't perfect. You're going to have games. You're going to have seasons. You're going to have, you know, off seasons that are, that are filled with ups and downs, adversity. It's hard work. And sometimes you, you just wake up in the morning like, gosh, I don't want to go work out. I want to sleep in. Embrace it. Enjoy uh, that process because, you know, uh, in the blink of an eye, you look back and, you know, you're me, you're 43 and um, you're done playing football and you'd give anything. Yeah, I know people tell kids that all the time. I'd give anything to <laughs> yeah. be back in high school, you know, going through that grind with your teammates and um, sweating and, uh, but enjoy, enjoy every, every, every aspect of, of what you're going through, uh, whether it be high school, college, um, whatever you're going through, enjoy the process. Um, it's not going to be perfect. I, I know that and understand it, yeah. but um it's, it's life, and, and, and that, that's kind of what I would tell. Don't rush through it. Don't rush through it. And um, so that's what I'd go back and, and, um, and tell myself, just, just enjoy it. Enjoy every moment of it. You know, I look back at college and, 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 and the NFL and some of the, some of the times that put a smile on my face were the hardest times, the toughest times. Sure. Um, and so those, those are the, some of the best memories I have uh, of looking back. It's not the wins and the losses. It's the camaraderie. It's the – airplane rides back after a game sitting back there with the guys and playing some cards and doing those things and um but 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 life goes fast and so uh don't rush the process enjoy enjoy the moments good stuff well you sit at a card table with brandon enjoy it but uh be careful <laughs> <laughs> from what i hear i don't know coming for you uh, so last question um how do you define success um for me, for me, success is um, is about competing. Is about competing. Um, it's it's not about uh, you know winning. It's not about uh, always being the best. It's about going out and uh, working your tail off and setting your goals and doing whatever you can to achieve those goals through hard work and dedication. And sometimes, sometimes um, you might you might fall a little bit short. But that's okay. You know deep down inside that that you gave it your all, and that um, uh, you worked as hard as you could, and you dedicate yourself to that goal and to try to be your best. and And when you can do that, that's success. Um, and sometimes you fall short. I mean, that's life, that's sports. But you know what? You can you can uh, pick yourself off the mat and look at yourself in the mirror, knowing that you did everything that you could to um, to achieve your goals and to be great. And then you bounce back and you keep doing it. And when you, and if you continue to do it sooner or later, you will uh, be at the top and you will, you know, win a championship or you will um, beat that team that you couldn't beat. Whatever it may be, um, if, you, if you continue the process of just working hard and committing to being the best, um, eventually it will happen for you.